0: subject on tonight, being blessed of God. Being blessed of God. Amen. The word blessed is defined as made holy. Not only is it made holy, it's also consecrated. Enjoying happiness specifically in Christianity. It means to bring, bring pleasure, contentment, or good fortune. From the biblical point of view is first and foremost a man or a woman who is in a relationship with God through Christ Jesus, who no longer submits to the world but submits to, To the word a blessed person is one that has favor with God and walking in the spiritual realm communicating with God that he served you can't be blessed by God if you're not communicating with him if y'all ain't got a relationship why should I bless you come on somebody if you don't know me and I don't know you, then we're strangers. Amen, you can't be a stranger to God. The richest blessing of a man is to be rooted and grounded in righteousness of God and basting in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You didn't know a blessed life until you were introduced to Jesus Christ. And then you was infilled with the spirit of the Holy Ghost. You begin to see clearly the things pertaining to salvation and walking with God. In some cases you begin to hear the voice of the Lord on occasions when he called you by your name. If you ain't had that experience, you got one coming. What an awesome blessing for the Lord of glory to call you by your name why would should tell you God has an entrance in your life isn't it amazing that the Lord take time to stop by and have dialogue with you as a child of God and not just as an object he shows interest in your personal care in your health in your welfare while supplying your every need. Who couldn't serve a God like that? He always demonstrating his love for you by covering you with the blood he shed it for your life. And all you had to do was accept what he did for you to be blessed. You didn't have to do anything but accept him as your Savior. And be led to the waters of baptism in Jesus' name, confessing your sins and into repentance. Saying, Lord, save me. If you ain't got to that point yet, keep on having some birthdays. At some point you're going to tell God, please save me. Then you are on your way to being a blessed person. But know that trials and temptations and persecution will be the price of being blessed. The devil is going to try to knock you out of what God has in store for you. He's going to try to get you to turn back the hand from God to keep you from being a blessed person. You already had these things when you were in the world. You already had persecution. Oh, you were full of temptation. Come on, somebody. And you had trials on every hand. So you already had these when you were in the world. But now you have knowledge of who you are and why they're coming your way. Your blessings is not all physical. But mostly spiritually. Because the Bible says it rains on the just. As well as the unjust. So everybody gets a little rain. But not all get spiritual blessing. Unless you become a worshiper. Everybody wants money. That's typical. Some of them still waiting on their stimulus. Oh man. Everybody loves nice looking homes. It's natural. Everybody likes a good-looking car. That's natural. Surely they love clothes, but it's all for the gratifying of the flesh and living a comfortable lifestyle. That's understandable. Amen. But don't let your lifestyle outweigh your life in Christ Jesus. You got to want more of God and less of you because you didn't come here to stay, but passing through. So what that tells you, you got to wear this world like a loose garment. So we have to look at the class of what we call blessed people. I didn't put this one on there, but first of all, we're going to start off in Ephesians chapter 1. So you can know the full intent as to what God had really planned for your life. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 beginning at verse 3 says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who had blessed us with all spiritual. With all what? So guess what? A saint of God mostly should be looking for God to bless them in the spirit realm. In spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And number one, you got to be in Christ to get these spiritual blessings. Amen. He said, according as he had chosen us from the, before the foundation of the world... That we should be holy without blame before him in love. You mean to tell me you were the choice of God? You didn't choose him, but he chose you? Amen. That he chose you to be his own from the foundation of the world? And he said that he was going to consecrate you and set you apart for himself? why we keep giving ourselves to another lover? Come on now. If we keep on, we're going to get divorced. And you don't want God to divorce you. Amen. We don't think nothing about how we're supposed to articulate ourselves in the presence of God. In the life that God planned for us to live. We're in Ephesians chapter 1. And the book says, Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by, Je- by Jesus Christ to himself. Now hold it right there. Predestinated us to, for adoption. That means that we was not a, not talking to the children of Israel, but he talking to the Gentile nation. He didn't have to adopt the children of Israel. He had already chosen them to be his own. But we as Gentile nations, we had to be adopted into this relationship. Come on, somebody. So I need you to understand that he's talking directly to you. He said, according to the good pleasures of his will, not your will, but his will. You can't get adopted unless you go by the will of God. Sixth verse says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. We got redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Wherein he had abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Now, here it is that we didn't have spiritual wisdom. Uh, we didn't have spiritual wisdom until God adopted us through Jesus Christ and then filled us with the Holy Ghost. We started seeing things a whole lot different. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you start seeing some things that you've never seen before in your life. Amen. You start looking at life from a whole new perspective. And he said, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Guess what? Everybody don't know this. Everybody don't get this unless they become a worshiper. Everybody don't get this unless they become a born again saint of God by the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in him, you and I supposed to be for the good pleasure of the Lord Jesus Christ, not our own. Come on now. We could simplify it as we're supposed to be his trophy. He's supposed to say, look at what's mine. Come on, somebody. Amen. Sometimes we don't even want to say that about our children when they get to acting of fool, huh? We don't want nobody to know they hour Come on, somebody. So don't you get to acting the fool that the Lord don't want folks to know that you belong to Him? Is that all right? Tenth verse said. In the dispensation of the fullness of time, that he might gather together one and all in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Now guess what? He won't gather everything that belongs to him in heaven and earth and put them all in one place. Isn't that amazing? Who want to miss out on that? You thought you had fun. You thought you'd have seen everything. You thought you've been to places. You ain't been the places till you go to glory. And see what God got prepared for all them that love him. That you'd be up there with God and all the angels and the ones that you thought that went or didn't go. Come on, somebody. But you're going to be glad. If you don't see them, you're going to be glad you're there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You're going to be glad that you made it. You're going to have a jubilee in the streets of gold. Yeah. Amen. So we got to learn how to identify what our blessings are. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. The devil going to give you a little rain, but he can't give you no spiritual blessing. Go to Matthew chapter 6, if you would, please. got to remember he tried to get Jesus rain but what are you gonna get Jesus reign for when Jesus owned it all Matthew 6 in the verses 33 to 34 am I right let's read it please but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and and all these things shall be. Wait a minute. Seek ye first. Strive to get to know God. Strive first for God's righteousness. And everything that God see that you need, he's going to give it to you. Huh? If you, if you seek God's righteousness, he said, all of that other stuff that matters in the world, when I see fit to give it to you, I'm going to give it to you. But you cannot put it first. Then he said, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thoughts of the things of itself. Sufficiency until the day is the evil of thereof. Guess what? You got enough trouble with this day. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow' troubles going to gonna take care of themselves. You got to make sure that you make it through today. Wednesday should have been your concern. How you walk before God today should have been your concern. How you made it through your trials and troubles today should have been your concern. Not Tomorrow. Tomorrow going to bring up a whole new issue. But the thing about it is, if you seek God first and his righteousness, he'll make you, live, make, you make it through today, he'll let you make it through tomorrow and whatever more days that you got left on this earth. Because you guess what? He's going to be with you. Now that's what I call being blessed. To be able to carry God along with you come on somebody Ah, go to Matthew 7 y'all trying to get me cranked up early Matthew 7 verses 21 are we there let's read it please not everyone that said unto me Lord Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of the Father which Wait a minute, so you mean to tell me if you don't want to do his will, ain't no point in you looking to go to glory? You ain't going. He said plainly, he that shall enter in the kingdom of heaven is those that do the will of the Father. Each one of us ought to be saying, Lord, what is your will? What is your will? What is your will for me, Lord? Because I don't want to think that I'm in when I'm out so I need to know what your will is for my life. I'm not concerned about what his will is for Coco. I got to be concerned about what his will is for me. Because I can't ride off a Coco coattail and she ain't sure ain't riding on mine. I'll push her (laughs) off. Come on somebody. (laughs) Everybody got to ride for themselves. Y'all heard that old, that old saying, self-preservation? Amen. What verse do we doing? Okay, 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonders of work. Guess what? This, here is, a, this is a typical passage of scripture that a whole lot of church folk going to think they going to glory and ain't going nowhere. Because guess what? You can't consider calling him Lord unless you're a church person. You can't consider prophesying in his name unless you're a church person. You cannot even think about casting out devils or doing many wonderful work unless you're a church person. But the thing about it is, here you are doing it for your own gratification and not for the Lord. Hmm. You one wanted to be great. Huh? Yeah. James is the one that wanted everybody to come by and shake his hand. Almighty oh, man of God. <laughs> huh? But look what God had to say about it. 23rd verse said, And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Wow. Huh? You think you in? For God to say, depart from me? To tell you, I never knew you? I heard about you, but I don't know you. Depart from me. To, listen to what he said. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. So that means that you still were doing it in sin. Did nothing change about you? So, since did nothing change about you. He was actually saying, Get away from me. You disregarded my command. So, get out of my face. Wow. wow. And then you know what? He ain't going to say it secretly. He's going to say it in public. He's going to say it openly. I never knew you, Jane. Wouldn't that be a hard thing to take? For you to get the glory and thank you to made it in, and God for God to tell you, I never knew you. Who worst part about it be if he actually said, Who are you? Come on, somebody. James, me and James be saying, You know us, Lord. He said, No, not by your works, I don't. Amen. So guess what? That means that we have got to be mindful in these last days that we call ourselves walking with God. Huh. All of us that's been walking crooked, it's time now for us to start walking straight. All of us that's been backsliding and walking backwards, it's time for us to start walking forward. Come on, somebody. What are you saying, preacher? It ain't too late for you to straighten up and fly right. If you're going to straighten up and fly right now, it's the time to do it. Come on, somebody. Somebody ought to be saying, Lord, I I, I, got to catch up because I'm so far behind. I need to catch up with you, Lord. And the only way you're going to catch up with him is you got to do the will of the Father because if you don't, Ain't no, you ain't fooling nobody but yourself. Come on, somebody. They can pat you on the back all you want, but if God ain't patting you, you ain't you ain't got nothing. Go to Matthew chapter 16. When you use that phrase, I'm blessed and highly favored, you better know what you're talking about. So then my question would you be blessed by who? So you got to realize who you being blessed by. Come on now. Somebody, some folks are blessed to be deceived. Amen. In order to keep them out of the will of God. You got to understand being really what called blessed is being in the will of God. Amen. Thank him for that stimulus, but President didn't bless me. He just gave me a few coins. Come on, somebody. And half, are you looking for nothing? Me too. Huh? Should have filed it on income tax. Huh? That's what I did, got (laughs) mine. Got to be like me and my sister-in-law. We were relentless. (laughs) Huh? i said that to say this here why can't we be relentless about god like that why can't we check in on god every day to see what see what god got for us when the last time you checked on god to see what god had in store for you when the last time you checked on god to see what god wanted you to do come on somebody when the last time that you checked in on him and told him thank you, Lord God, for waking me up this morning. If there's anything else you need me to know, I know you're gonna let me know. Come on, somebody. That's the kind of relentless that we need. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Says, then said Jesus unto his disciples. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and come on, that's even when you get tired. huh? You can't allow tiredness to make you drop your cross. Come on somebody. you can't allow to let your affairs cause you to drop your cross. Amen that God will give you strength to do what you got to do after you done done the will of God. Come on now. These boys had to deny themselves. Not only themselves, they denied their families. They denied their jobs, their careers to follow after Jesus Christ because it was more advantageous for them to follow Christ than continue on under the law. Come on, somebody. 25th verse says, For whosoever will save his life, whosoever shall shall find. Whoa! So guess what? You gotta lose your natural self in order to gain your spiritual self. Huh? you got to lose your natural life in order to get spiritual life and spiritual understanding about the things of god this is not about killing you this is about renewing you rebirthing your life giving you a new life that you don't have to continue to live in the old way come on somebody 26 verse says "For what is a man prophet if he shall gain the whole world and it, what is it going to profit you if you become the biggest millionaire and still go to hell? That's what he's saying. Come on now. What is it going to profit you? That you get all the property you can get and still can't get nothing but a burial plot. Huh? you ever thought about that you can have all the acres that you want but when you leave here they're gonna put you in a little plot and that's all you taking with you y'all hear me so why are you putting your value in stuff that you can't take with you but guess what your soul go with you oh Lord have mercy so you ought to be putting more value in what your what was the outcome of your soul Then you are the outcome of your pocket. Do that make sense? Because your natural life is going to perish. Come on now. It's going back to the ground that it came from. But where is your soul going? What is it going to profit you to gain the whole world and lose your very soul? Ain't that what he's saying? Or what shall a man give and... Oh, what are you willing to sell out for? A lot of people are selling out. A lot of folks are selling out for the goods. And damaging their soul. A lot of folks are selling out for the now thing. And not looking toward the heavenly thing. Come on now. It's what I can get now. Come on now. Amen. <clears throat> I guess my two leading person decided they weren't going to give me no water today twenty seven verse says, For the Son of man shall come in the glory of his father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man." According to his works. Wow. He's coming. There's no doubt about it. He's coming. And he's coming in his glory. Wow. With his angels. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing to see as long as you're going back with him? <laughs> that the Lord is coming. Huh? And he's bringing all of his angels to meet with you. To take you back. If you're going back with him. Huh? Amen. And then he says, I'm going to reward every man according to his works. So guess what? It's what you do now is what you're going to get paid later. Did y'all hear me? It's how you treat God now. Is what you're going to get later. If you choose not to know God now, he won't know you then. Come on, on, somebody. The thing about it is we like to look at too much of the right now. But, baby, you better look off into your future. You better have a future hope. And you better strive for your future hope in God. Come on, somebody. And guess what? That now that the world that we live in now is pulling on you even more and more. It's pulling on you to change the way you think about God. It's pulling on you the way you think you, the way you think about salvation. It's pulling on you to pull you out of the church. And if you allow the world to pull you out of the church, you're not going. When the eighth verse says, Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Amen. So guess what? That tells me God can keep you as long as He wants to. Huh? Then Simeon seeing in the temple, he said, I can go in peace now because I have seen the salvation. Amen. So guess what? You still looking to see Jesus. And guess what? If you don't have that hope to see him, you won't see him. You won't see him in his glory. You may see him in his wrath. So you have to make the choice. Are you going to continue to let the world keep pulling on you? huh? Or are you going to start back to pulling on Jesus? You choose who you want to pull on. We got to make a choice, people. Amen. So how we make a choice? We got to pick up our cross and follow after Christ. You're going to go through some stuff. You're going to go through some persecution. You're going to go through some trials. You're going to have situations to face. But guess what? When you show God the kind of faith that he wants you to see out of you, you're going to see that stuff start disappearing right before your face. You're going to start seeing yourself coming out of a situation that you thought you couldn't even come out of. Come on, somebody. Ah, uh, go to Matthew 18. Surely, surely we need this one. Are we there? Verse one says, and the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom? You, you notice that the question is always asked about the kingdom of heaven. It's never about the earth. Huh? The earth is, 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 was, was not important to know about because they were already on earth. And I guess they figured they know as much about it as they needed to know. But they know very little about the kingdom of heaven. So look what he said. Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as a little child or children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven unless you come down. Unless you come as a spirit of a child. Oh, you grown folks. Y'all get it? Cause oh, you grown folks don't want to come down? Thank you, have freedom. You grown folks don't want to settle down in your spirit. When God's in a word, you don't want to settle down. Come on, somebody. You wants to holler, I'm grown. Huh? Come on, somebody. Nobody get too grown for God. Amen. Amen. If you were that grown, you had your own world, huh? Come on, somebody. If you were that grown, you that grown, you say yourself. But now you know you can't say yourself. So God said, except you come down as a little child. A little child normally comes down and humble himself and be obedient. Hmm. Think on that one. Fourth verse says, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child. The same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You got to bring yourself down. You can't think more of yourself than you are. Come on, somebody. You got to trust and love and honor yourself before God. Amen. You know the key. Or children, when they get too grown in your house, you open the door and you pack the suitcase. Because then it's time for them to find their own place to live. Huh? Don't let God have you to pack your suitcase going down because <laughs> you won't be going up. Then he said in the fifth verse, whosoever shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. Oh, whosoever will receive and accept and welcome one little child like this for my sake. Watch how you put thumb down on folks. Might not be the one that God putting thumb down on. Huh? Come on somebody. We gotta be those that look and act and accept people in the kingdom of god amen because somebody had to look and act kind to you to accept you in the kingdom of god come on somebody but you know we get to the point that after we get in don't nobody else matter but that ain't the way god see it come on somebody it's God's will that everybody repent and be saved. Amen. So watch how we put thumbs down on folks. Huh? And, and, and bear patient with them. Amen. Boy, did God have some patience with us? Lord, have mercy. When you think about all that you sent God through, to get you in the kingdom? woo My God, my God. Me and Rosetta was the top ones on the hardhead list. when we roll? <laughs> he had to deal with us. Just like he had to deal with you. Y'all thought y'all got off. Come on now. God found you. You didn't have no halo around your head. Amen. If we could draw a, a stick pictorial picture of it, you had two horns sitting up there. He had to cut them rascals off. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's go to Matthew 22. We'll, we'll get the Psalms here in a minute, but right now we're gonna we're going we're going Matthew you out. Matthew twenty two, verses thirty six. Ah, this here would even reflect back to Matthew chapter uh, eighteen, the one we just come out of. When we when you when we get through reading, that you will see. Are you there? Let's begin reading then, at the thirty six verse. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? They asked him what was the greatest commandment in the law. Come on somebody, they, they, they don't know there comes another law, the law of Jesus Christ. But they want to know what is the greatest commandment in the law, the law was the law of Moses. Read the book. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thou God with all thine heart And with all thy soul, and with all, did he leave anything out of you? Uh, Any part of you that was important, did God leave any of it out? And that was your mind, your heart, and your soul. Those three things make you up. Those three things decide what type of person you are. Or what type of person you want to be. And God said, you got to love me with all. Why are we still trying to give him a piece? Don't you know he knows when you're just giving him a piece of you? He knows it. He knows it when he's just getting a part of your heart. He knows when you give him the leftover of your mind. Wow. We go through a whole day and then we want to get God the leftover when we get ready to go to bed and pray. But what about all them other hours that was up front? What part of it did he get? Come on, somebody. That means we put him on the back burner. Amen. And guess what? And that's what the devil wanted to keep him is on the back burner. Cause have you noticed now in this now day that it's getting more difficult for you to concentrate and read? Have y'all noticed that? And by time you get by time you get through one chapter, you almost sleep. I know I'm telling the truth. Because the devil is trying to rob you out of your all. Because he knows the time is running out and he got to work on you. You need to understand that he is out to work on you because he got to rob you out of your all. 38 verse says. This is the first Wait a minute. The first and great. Not just the first. But the first and great. Commandment. The most important. The principle of the first commandment. Is to love God with all. We can't do nothing else if we don't do that. Do nothing else matter. 39 verse says. And the second is like unto it: Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now you got to love one another. How you love God supposed to pour off on how we love one another? Oh, come on, somebody! It's supposed to spill over, huh? Love supposed to spill over in the church. Come on now. How you going to say you love God? You don't have none for me. Huh? That means your love, you didn't have enough love to spill over. So if you didn't have enough love to spill over, that means that you didn't love God with all. Huh? Because he was going to make sure it was going to spill over if you love with all. And he says in the 40th verse, on these two commandments hang all the, you know what he saying? If you can love, you can make it. If you know how to love like God wants you to love, you can make it. Because he said that these two commandments hangs on the law and the prophets. Because all they spoke about was God. All they spoke about was one another. Come on, somebody. Hmm. Think on that one. Now, get down to your individual stuff. You know y'all love that psalm stuff, don't you? But you better let yourself Roll over in Psalms out of Matthew. Amen. Because if you ain't doing Matthew, ain't no point in you looking in the book of Psalms. You can forget that. Hello, somebody. So first of all, we're going to go to Psalms number one. I started out with them, Pastor, which which wasn't written down. I started out in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 12 when when it spoke about God blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And uh, I needed them to know your main source of blessings comes from spirituality, not natural. Amen. Devil blessing folks, natural just to deceive them. Psalms 1 verse 1 says Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of Wait a minute. You are, this blessing is you are happy and fortunate. You will be prosperous if you don't walk and live with the life and the counsel of the ungodly. Hello, somebody. That means that you are different. That means that you are blessed. And to be blessed, you got to be in God. Walking in God's way and not standing in other folk way. Wow. It's bad when... when Church, folks, go to church on Sunday and D&D and Lee Sunday, Lee's church, and go to their hangouts. And, and it happens. It happens. Come on, somebody. Amen. Get together and we pull out the ball up. We pop the can. Huh? And we think we didn't get, 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 did God a duty because we went to church. We ain't did nothing. Everything that you set out to do that morning, you messed it up. And he said, nor sit in the seat of the scumper. You know, it's bad when. Uh, saints of God can relax and be at ease and come around the works of the devil or work or, or around sinners that have don't even think about God. But you can be comfortable with them. You can be relaxed with them. Come on, somebody. They probably would be asking the question, why should I go to the church of change? You stay out here with me more than you stay in church. Amen. But you know what he said? Verse 2 said, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law do he meditate day and Do you have a delight for the word of God? Do the word of God come apart in your pastime? Do you read it? Do you proceed it? Do you concentrate on it? Do you let it talk to you when you're in your bed? See, I find myself sometimes, I wake up in the wee wee hours and the word of God be talking to me while I'm in my bed. Sometimes it talks to me while I'm sleeping. See, a lot of stuff that I teach you, it comes to me in my sleep. Come on now. Because I allow the word of God to talk to me. Come on, somebody. But look what God said. How you would? This is how you know that you are walking in the blessings of God. And it says that the third verse says, And he shall be like a tree... Planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You going to be like a tree. That's planted where he can get plenty of running water. Not stale water. Running water. Water that refreshes him. You're supposed to be that tree that is planted by the Holy Ghost because the scripture said, He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you're supposed to be planted by the rivers of living water. Did that make sense? And he said, If you planted by the... Rivers of living water, you're going to bring forth some fruit. They're going to see your fruits. Come on, somebody. And guess what? They're going to be healthy fruits. They're going to be fruits of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. And guess what? You're going to have your fruits in your season. Just don't let your season pass you by. Come on, somebody. When God is dealing with you in your season, you got to allow God to deal with you. So then he said, and your leaves shall not wither. Huh? You're not going to die off. You're not going to draw up. You're not going to be like you don't have no life. Huh? Come on, somebody. And whatsoever you do shall prosper. Mmm. You mean to tell me that God said, whatever you do, it's going to come to maturity? Huh? When you're doing it with with God, whenever whatever you're doing with God, you're going to be successful in it. Come on now. The problem comes that when we try to do what we do before we go to God. And then after we do what we do and it don't work, then we want God to try to fix it. But if you had to went to God first and let God lead you to what he wanted you to do, you would have prospered. That makes sense? Now we get down to the other type of folks. Verse 4 says... The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. The ungodly, the one that disobeyed, them that don't walk with the living God, they are not so, but they are like the chaff. Worthless, dead, without substance, which the wind drives them away. Blown away with the wind. No living water. It's bad when you look out there at your tree when it's supposed to be green and it got brown leaves all over it. You know it's subject to be dying. Amen. Don't you be a dead tree. Come on, somebody. You better find yourself trying to find the water. You better find yourself trying to find that living water that Jesus was telling you about that that was going to keep you uh, with substance. Come on, somebody. If you're trying to operate outside of the Holy Ghost, guess what? You're going to become a dead tree. Amen. Amen. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. God will move you. Eventually, you will be moved. Come on, somebody. You're going to be moved by word or you're going to be moved by spirit. But the movement will take place. Why? Because God said so. And God is a man of his word. Amen. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You're going to come to your end. God said, I know the way of them that's serving me. I know the way of them that's trying to live after me. But them that's shucking and jiving, they're going to come to ruin. They're going to come to their end. I don't know if you know any, but we know so many that have. pastor been around a long time we done seen the fall of many of them that was shucking and jiving amen right up to this day don't be one amen if God affords you an opportunity to get back in his good grace you better be running Amen. You gotta be like that song that T.T. T. used to sing. I'm running after you, no matter what I got to do. I'm chasing after you, Daddy. I'm chasing after you. You better chase God. Amen. And while you're chasing, if you get tired, you better you better call on the Lord. Just give me a second, win. Um, 32 if you finding it very easy for you to have an excuse to stay away from church you need to review and revamp your life and get to get out on your knees calling on Jesus Christ because guess what you falling out of the race As they say, you lagging behind. And you think God is with you and he done gone on. You back there by yourself. Psalm 32. Verses 1 and 2 says. Blessed is he who transgression is forgiven. If God can pull you out of your sins, if God has forgiven you, guess what? Then you're blessed. Come on now. So we got to realize where our true blessings is coming from. Our true blessing is coming from the God that is forgiving us. If God is not forgiving us, guess what? You're not blessed. You are living on borrowed time. Come on, somebody. In other words, we being fooled. Huh? Verse 2 says, Blessed is the man in whom the Lord imputed not iniquity, and in whom the spirit there is no guile. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. If God don't turn you over to a reprobated mind, you better consider yourself being blessed. Amen. If God keep you from believing a lie instead of the truth, you consider yourself being blessed. Why? Because God has given you another chance to come into the reality of what it takes to be saved. Amen. And he don't allow you to be deceived by your own actions. Come on, somebody. See, sometimes we have actions that don't don't quite go along with God. But God, if God keep you from being deceived by them, by letting you know that you are wrong. Come on, somebody. Then guess what? God has an interest in your life. But you got to listen to God. Because guess what? He's trying to pull you out of a hole. Amen. Psalms 84. Like I said, I know we it's natural to want money. Natural to want a nice home. Everybody won't live in no shack. Amen. Go in the front door and fall out the back. Everybody wanna live in there. Huh?
1: Come on somebody.
0: Don't nobody want to drive a hoop for the rest of their life. Put, 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 put. But they can't be first. Huh? Come on, somebody. You, you got to know how to receive your blessing. Let me tell you something before I get to this sermon, Solomon became king. And God asked him